What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod, episode 49. I'm Michael Kim, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. And we got the NFL playoffs starting this weekend. Before that, we just had the college football championship and Georgia's first back-to-back national champs since Bama in 2011-2012 and it was uh, no contest yeah the most lopsided uh bowl game victory ever with tcu it was it was insane it was just it was ridiculous so they dominated and they didn't let their foot off the gas like at least like bama when they played Notre Dame, i think saban had enough heart to slow down uh these guys kept on scoring they they scored all the way to the end well, in their defense, it was the backups that scored the last touchdown. But that game went from 10-7 to 65-7. They were on a 55-0 run. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. And honestly, looking back at it, that tu- that touchdown the TC scored, busted coverage. Someone was wide open. And not, you know Kirby Smart was pissed after that. They did not make any more mistakes mm-hmm. on defense. Yeah, that was the only play that TCU seemed like had going for him. Yeah, one play. That's really it. I will say that the semifinals this year were probably the best semifinals ever, though. I will give college football that kind of respect. The Michigan-TCU game was just fireworks, complete chaos in that third quarter. And, man, such a heartbreak for Ohio State, especially seeing what you know Georgia did to TCU. Uh, it could have been them. Uh, unfortunately, Marvin Harrison got injured in that game. Uh, and it seems like the second straight year that Georgia – got away with injuring another receiver on the other team. Last year's Jameson Williams against Bama, and that just always changes the tide. But, I mean, I'm not going to take it away from Georgia. Georgia's been dominant all year. Uh, really, only close game that, like, was really just, or it seemed like Georgia might have lost was Ohio State. Everything else, it seemed like they're pretty dominant. So, congrats to them. I know they had that one scare in the SEC with Missouri, but no one ever actually thought they were going to lose that game. No, they went the whole season without like a doubt until, like you said, Ohio State. That Ohio State game was good. I mean, the last kick as the ball was dropping on New Year's Eve. Uh, picture perfect if Ohio State won that. That would be insane. If. If. Yeah. if. Um, I think they probably would have went on to win. Yeah, too. I think so, too. I think it was good analysis. The last time we had the pod, we were talking about this. You and I were both talking about how like Michigan's win over Ohio State was kind of fluky with five plays that really could made up most of their game. And it's really proved that Ohio State was actually a really dominant team. But it also proved that Michigan's not that good. <laughs> they lost to TCU, and they were down by a lot at some point. Well, and they, they had a lot of mistakes, too. I mean, they played a perfect game against Ohio State. They had, what, was there two pick sixes, I think, against TCU? yeah. Dang, it was it was insane. Georgia was blitzing three players most of that game, and they were getting home. Like I don't think Max Duggan had an open receiver, but you had eight players dropping back, and it makes me wonder why Michigan didn't do something similar to that. I guess maybe Georgia just has a different level of dogs. They got NFL players. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair actually. So when the two semifinal games were so close, I was like, wow, this is going to be a good playoffs. And then when we saw the championship, it goes to show, I don't think we've had a playoffs, a college football playoffs yet where all three games were good. Yeah, there's always some blowout somewhere in there. It just usually hasn't been the championship. Yeah, exactly. Last year, it was both games and then the championship was pretty close. Usually the championship is nice. It's the only two years I felt like the championship was just a straight blowout was... uh, when LSU destroyed uh, Clemson in the championship, and the next year Alabama destroyed Ohio State, but those two teams were just insane. Well, looks like this Georgia team is pretty good too. Yeah, I did not even realize that 
that Brock Bowers is a sophomore and he has to come back next year too. Yeah, it was insane. This man has been NFL ready for like two years <laughs> and he's going to still be in college. They're going to be so good next year again. I mean, they've been good the last few years. This is supposed to technically be a, a rebuilding year. They had a lot of young talent on this team. I saw something where like, I think they had four freshmen uh, play start on the defense uh, for Georgia this year. Or something like that. And I mean, they kind of talk about this one freshman that kept on getting home and he looked like a full grown NFL player. Uh, I forget who that D lineman was, but he kept on creating pressure. And it just, it's just crazy. They just have so many four or five stars that haven't played yet. They're the new Bama. They have 15 five stars on this roster. That's a lot. <laughs> but I mean, hey, man, I think it should have been Bama in the playoffs. Imagine Bama, Georgia. It would not have been, maybe. Georgia would have still won, but it would not have been 65-7. I can promise that. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it would have been nice. But, I mean, Bama just didn't deserve it. They lost the two teams that Georgia destroyed. I think one of the things about this Georgia team, too, is they're just so disciplined. They don't beat themselves up. Yeah. And, like, honestly, Ohio State played one hell of a game. Like, Marvin Harrison made, like, some amazing plays, and Stroud was throwing dimes. And even with that, playing damn near a perfect game, they, they, they couldn't beat this Georgia team. This Georgia team is just so well coached. And we'll see how they do next year. I mean, Bennett's going to be gone. I don't know who the quarterback's supposed to be. Actually, yeah, speaking on to next year, I will say next year, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Stetson Bennett, which I think those three teams are a league above everyone else, are all gone. Their starting quarterbacks all gone. Might be a chance for someone else to make a move next year before they get the new quarterback stud. Here come the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm all for that, though. Just getting Sam Hartman to South Bend. Best quarterback we probably have since Brady Quinn. I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, unless, I mean, Kaiser was pretty good in college. Yeah, Kaiser was pretty solid. But he had Bill Fuller, and it just seems like he threw some deep balls to Bill Fuller. But, uh, yeah, Kaiser was pretty good. I'm not going to hate him for that. But, like, we've never had a quarterback that does anything in the NFL since, like, Joe Montana. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even even our good quarterback, like Brady Quinn. I mean, unfortunately, he played for the Browns, which is... So did Kaiser. <laughs> that's true, actually. Maybe we should stop sending to Cleveland. Just ruins everyone's career. Even Deshaun Watson looks bad in Cleveland. I mean, he hasn't played in two years, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe a little rust. But it seems like Cleveland can't get uh, a superstar quarterback. But yeah, I'm excited for Notre Dame. Uh, their game against South Carolina, with a lot of young players playing that game. We didn't have Foskey, Mayer, one of the Adam Yolas didn't play, or Joseph. And we seemed pretty solid on both sides of the ball. We didn't really give up 38 points. Buckner gave the other team two touchdowns and they had a special team score. I thought our defense played pretty well against a pretty good offense. I think the score ended up being closer than like what it should have. Yeah, it seemed pretty dominant in terms of yardage. Yeah, because like, we started off like horribly with like giving up special teams and, and throwing picks and stuff. But for not having any of our big players, I thought I thought we looked nice. Yeah, I think so too. I was excited. We had 558 yards of offense. We almost had two 200, or well, we almost had 200 yard rushers again with uh, estimating Diggs. Diggs is looking good. He's, I'm sorry, I can't tell who's better between estimate Diggs. They're both just getting better and better every week. I thought they're just both good. Yeah. One's just a truck, and the other's like a little more finessey. Absolutely. Dang. And they're coming back. Most of that O line's coming back. Almost all of our receivers are coming back. We're just losing Mayor, but I think the offense is going to take a huge step forward. Defense, if it stays the same, I'd be pretty happy. Do we have another tight end that's supposed to be good? 
Yeah, Mitchell Evans, the guy who caught the touchdown for the win. He's supposed to be good, but he's not going to be. Like, no, I don't think we'll have another tight end, Michael Mirazal, for a while. But he'll be pretty solid. Well, we always have someone up there. Yeah. Solid tight ends, yeah. Rudolph to Eifert to Colcomet to Mayer. So we've had good tight ends for a while. That's true. And we've had some like random ones too, like Tommy Tremble. Oh, yeah. I was about to say because he also went to the league too. Yeah. So I guess I think Mitchell Evans could be the next tight end. So yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get tight end somewhere in there. And I, I guess my big concern is. Uh, how will we fix that uh, hash rush group, which loses the Admiola twins and Foskey? That's like three of our four hash rushers. That's true. Do you have any recruits? I think Freeman's done a good job. We haven't seen a lot of these young guys, but I think we should be fine. But definitely do we'll miss those guys. Yeah, I like the point you made too. But like next year, there there could potentially be a window since all like the cemented top tier quarterbacks are leaving. At the same time, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I gotta take that with a little grain of salt, though, because uh, it seems like when uh, Justin Fields left and when Mac Jones left, uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud took their spot right away. So yeah, they they uh, reload. They don't rebuild. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but hopefully it takes a year to develop a quarterback this time around, and this is the window. But yeah, you never know. With our schedule, though, I'm still a little worried about Caleb Williams and USC. Hopefully this year we have an offense that competes with their offense. And Ohio State, I can you can never write off. They're going to be back next year, and they're going to return all the receivers. That's crazy. Yeah. Boy, they don't even need that good of a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, JSN's going to go to the draft, but he didn't play anyways. So Yeah, he missed basically the whole year. Yeah, so they're literally... you're. If you're the quarterback to Ohio State, you basically have the best receiver group right away. So I don't. I, it could be an average Joe, and should be fine. And they got good running backs still. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mayan Williams and Henderson are coming back. Man, that Ohio State team. I I love them. I wish. I actually wish they won this year, but they could be next year. But they had to come to South Bend. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like week like four or something like that. It's not opening week like it was this year. Which I'm fine with that. I, I think our team could use some warming up. Yeah, get Hartman a couple games in, in South Bend. Yeah. I don't know. Coming into South Bend, I think Notre Dame played them pretty well. Uh, But that's mostly because of our defense. If let's say you took out Buckner, who we, our team only scored one touchdown against Ohio State, put in like a real legit quarterback, that could have been a different. That's true. That's true. No, I'm definitely excited for next year. I think our receivers should do better. I don't think they're great this year, but, you know, another year of, like, learning and developing. Yeah. Yeah. Young players always get a little better. Excited for that. But for now, the NFL playoffs, we had, you know, I think this was the first time in a while where week 18, pretty much everyone was, like, trying. The only teams that rested players because it didn't matter were the Giants and the Chargers who were, like, the six seeds or the five, yeah, five and six seeds. Wild card teams. Yeah, that is wild. Because you, you see the top seeds doing that. Not like, yeah, bottom feeders. But yeah, all the top seeds were, were still in play up until the last week. Um, but I did not see Jacksonville in, in 100 years making it into the playoffs. And somehow they knocked off Tennessee to get the last spot. That was crazy because they were down like a few games. The, Tennessee had to lose a bunch and Jacksonville had to win a bunch for the team to happen. I think Tennessee hasn't won a game in like almost two months. That's insane. And Jacksonville hasn't lost the game in a while either. I think they won their last five. Tennessee's lost their last seven. Last team they beat was Green Bay in November. Wow. 
Wow, that is crazy. You were right about the t- uh, Titans then. It just took a little bit for me to get right. <laughs> it took a while, yeah. Last team the Jaguars lost to was December 4th against the Detroit Lions. So, And that was during that stretch that uh, we're debating which team was hotter right now. Well, both of them ended the season still pretty hot. Both of them had a huge comeback season, but yeah. Jaguars are pretty impressive. Who would have thought the Seahawks would have outperformed the Broncos this year? I know. I know. And the Rams. And the... And like, well, the <laughs> second in their division, I definitely thought they'd be last. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cardinals. Cardinals, I didn't expect much, but I thought they'd be like a 500 team or close to that. Not like. No, they were not even. Yeah, not a bottom feeder. Uh, and Cowboys and Vikings winning 12 games each. That's pretty impressive by those team squads. A lot of folks still think they're underrated. I mean, overrated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some folks on this podcast do. <laughs> For the AFC and the NFC, I could see, I think they're both wide open for different reasons. AFC, so many superstar teams and NFC. Just anyone can come through. Yeah, I, I can see that. I I do think uh, NFC has some pretty good teams this year. Uh, I think there's a lot of good teams in the playoffs this year. I think there's a lot of, the league was pretty top heavy. The top 10 teams are kind of separating the rest. I still think the top three, though, are from the AFC. Right now, at least. So I think the, the well the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so they're always in it. But their last few games, like the end of the season, like pretty close with a lot of like average teams, and then the Bills and the Bengals are just hot. Bills and Bengals are insanely hot right now. I would, uh it's unfortunate that these two teams had to play each other, and Chiefs doesn't get to play until the last round. But one of them has to lose. And they basically kind of both those teams basically kind of have uh, a somewhat bye week coming into this week because two was out for the Dolphins and Lamar's most likely going to be out for the Ravens because he's yet to practice as of Wednesday. Yeah, that's why like the Bills not getting the one seed and we're playing like a Tua list Dolphins is almost like a bye. It's like a nice warm up game. The only problem is then like the next week when we get reseeded. You'd have to play the Bengals if they win, as opposed to like the Chiefs, who actually got the one seed in the bye, will play most likely the winner of Jacksonville um, Chargers. That could be a challenging game. I think count-wise... Uh, yeah, but Tennessee, I mean, Kansas City says, didn't they? They swept the Chargers this year, didn't they? Yeah. It's hard to win three. Um, Mahomes is very good against his division. No one in his division has touched him. Yeah. Dang, that's true. He really gets to understand the defenses. He studies them three times a year. I mean, the Chargers are getting a little healthy, but like, I don't know. I think, in my opinion, I think they're like a little bit overrated. Like, they're very good. Don't get me wrong, but like, I expected even more from them. I guess. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were talking about this at the beginning of the year that uh, they could be a team that takes down Kansas City. Uh, in the division, because uh, of the amount of talent they have, they apparently have a supposedly five, top five, top eight quarterback in Herbert, two superstar receivers in Williams and Keen Allen, a superstar running back in Eckler, and then their defense is stacked with like Bosa and Mack and uh, Dervin James. Like, yeah, I would think that they would. JC Jackson, I mean, he got hurt. But... Yeah, Jackson. That's crazy. Like, I would think that they would be better than what they are, but I mean, they, I mean, they had a lot of injuries. Exactly. That's fair. So, but the being a little healthier now, I think they could do it. They could make a big run. I wouldn't. Yeah, but Jacksonville's kind of hot too. They're so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do we want to go game by game? Yeah, and then I think all of our bets for this week, all of our locks, have to do with the playoffs too. 
So we can include those two. Who's the first game? Saturday at 445. 49ers versus Seahawks. Right now the line is San Francisco by nine and a half. I definitely think 49ers win. I think 49ers win. I don't know about that line, though. Nine and a half. It's a playoff game. And a divisional matchup. There's three divisional matchups in the playoffs. First round. That's crazy. <laughs> like, what's the chances? First round, it goes yeah. like that. Half the games are divisional matchups. So, divisional matchup in the playoffs. Are you going to win by 10? I don't know. Mm, yeah, I don't see it. The thing is, too, the, the 49ers are loaded. The only thing they don't have is a quarterback. Like, Purdy's been doing good, but Purdy's not like a playoff caliber quarterback. Yeah, I don't have much trust of Purdy in him. He was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. He's not, like, inherently that talented. But their offense has so many weapons. He doesn't need to be. And he doesn't need to be in the first round. But, like... I I mean, I think they win. They're at home. They have good defense. But I I would be cautious about that cover. I don't know if they cover that nine and a half. Yeah, I have them in a money line bet in a parlay. I don't know about the line, though. But definitely 49ers at home are winning. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, Seattle, I think it's been a successful year for Seattle. They were definitely pro- probably projected to be last or close to last in their division. They made the playoffs. Geno Smith had a great year. I just think it ends here. Yeah. Good run, though, by Geno. Glad he made them to the playoffs. They could look to build from it next year. Yeah, they got great draft capital, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that could be a, a team for the future. The second Saturday game, Saturday night game, Chargers-Jags. L.A. by two. So this game's going to be close. Chargers-Jags, I think, is going to be the best game of the first round. I mean, as we talked about a little bit earlier, the Chargers are just super loaded. Uh, so probably one of the more talented teams in the entire league. But the Jaguars are super hot at home. Primetime game. Uh, and, man, two of those young stud quarterbacks, in Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, uh, it'll be a great one. Yeah, Jacksonville, or the Chargers are like getting into form, and Jacksonville is just peak form right now. They, in the regular season matchup, Jacksonville won it. So uh, let's see if they win another one. Nah, I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I am too. Like <laughs> 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 said, I just think LA has too much talent, and I, I like Charles Lawrence, but uh, they struggle against a Titans team, but Dobbs as a quarterback last year, last week, in a must-win game situation. This is the real deal. This is a, a a Chargers team that is really talented. You know what's crazy is Jacksonville gets Calvin Ridley next year. He was suspended for like the whole year, but like that's crazy. That's another weapon. And they went from having the one pick yeah. for last year to like now they're in the playoffs. Yeah, huge jump. Wow. And they have Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, I believe, that two almost a thousand yard receivers. Etn, like they have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, Etn became a thousand yard rusher. I didn't realize he had that good of a year. I, he, I was sleeping on him. He started the year like very limited in touches because he's still getting back from his injury. Dang, no, because in college, uh, Etn and uh, Lawrence only lost one game when they played together. Uh, two games actually, but in general, they they had so many big runs. They were. They they won so many games and yeah them together in the NFL seems like they're gonna be a deadly combo here too. But I got the Chargers. Yeah, same. You gotta give me LA. All right, moving on to these Sunday games. The first Sunday game, the one o'clock game is Bills versus Dolphins. The line is Buffalo by thirteen. <laughs> Without two, I just can't see the Dolphins standing a chance. Uh, Buffalo is one of the best teams. Uh, one of the hottest teams. Uh, and seems like. 
it might be scripted, but after what happened to DeMar Hamlin, I feel like uh, everyone's kind of rooting for Buffalo to win it. I got Buffalo covering. The 13? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think the Dolphins have explosive offense that too. Uh, no way. I, and not even Teddy Bridgewater. They got Skylar Thompson. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> they scored. Yeah, they barely scored last week. I don't even know if they scored a touchdown. Nah, they won a game. Field goals. That's nuts. Yeah, and Bills have a similar caliber defense as the Jets, but what's really different is they they have a really good offense. Yeah, I mean, Allen's definitely turned it over more this year than he has in previous years, which is like a concern heading into the playoffs. But no Tua on Miami. Like, I don't think Miami's really scoring much. And like Bills at home in the playoffs, they're hyped. Yeah, I think they can win by two touchdowns. So yeah, my my first bet is Bills by 13, minus 110 odds. I put 30 bucks on it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I include them in a parlay, which I'll include later. But uh, my first bet was actually... Chargers at Jacksonville, and I took Chargers money line for 25. That was my first bet. A money line, not by two? He's going to be real close. It could literally go down to the field goal, so I'm not going to take that. That is true. That is true. All right, the next Sunday game, I think this is another good one. Uh, Vikings versus Giants. This is a Sunday 440 game. Uh, it's Minnesota by three. Yeah, last time they played Minnesota, only won by three, and... The difference is Giants had an extra week to rest. Yeah, basically, they, they weren't playing last week. I will say the Vikings rested most of their starters in the second half uh, against the Bears. They didn't play the full second half. So Vikings got a little rest. And I mean, come on, we're playing. you play Bears with uh, what, what's this? Peterman as the quarterback. You pretty much had a bye oh, week, too. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. They had a bye week, too. So uh, I can't believe that guy's in the league. He wasn't. We even put it in uh, some other quarterback for a little bit. Uh, to get to play time, it was the worst interception I've ever seen. Man, this is such blatant tanking. Bro, that's what I'm saying. When like, you have I... Peterman starting. <laughs> uh, we, we literally threw a pick that was so obviously to the next team, uh, other team. Like, we got the one pick. I'm super happy, by the way, as a Bears fan. We got the one pick. but Oh, definitely... yeah, I cannot believe that. I can't. <laughs> Man, I mean, good for Houston for trying so hard. But these guys drove the field to end the game. Got a touchdown and went for two with time expired to win the game. <laughs> that meant nothing. Neither team the... was going to the playoffs. They didn't seem to have anything to play for except the one pick, and then they gave it to the Bears. Yeah, we we thank the Texans. Actually, they they uh, fired the head coach Lovey Smith the very next day, uh, so probably should have went for two. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. They were really going hard for that, which I mean, like makes sense. Like you're all professionals, like. The only reason they all are in the NFL is because they are competitive and they love winning. So I don't like ever think anyone's like not trying, but like that was just funny. That was just a funny like situation. Yeah, definitely a huge fan of that. So happy. Uh, and yeah, there was some times this year it seems like it's pretty obvious we're taking like yeah, like having Nathan Peterman even on your team. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> having him anywhere remotely close to a football. Hopefully, we don't get investigated because I definitely think there's something sketch about the Bears this year. <laughs> nah, you guys just stink. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. If that means we get to keep that pick in cap space. But anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, for the Vikings Giants game itself, I actually think, even though I said the, I think they both had some rest. Vikings had a little practice last week. I think Vikings will win this home game. They they always do good in these close games, and it's gonna it's gonna be really close though. Both both teams are pretty good uh, offensively as of late. Uh, 
for the Giants, their offense improved so much this year with Saquon actually being healthy. Uh, and Giants defense took a step up. So they're pretty solid. Uh, but I'll say Vikings win another close one. Yeah, I've been impressed with the Vikings season this year. A lot of close games, and they seem to win all of them. Yeah, they just lose the blowouts. Yeah, the Giants, like you said, Saquon's been healthy all year, which is huge. I still don't like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's like a playoff caliber quarterback. So I got Minnesota winning as well. But I like I think Minnesota's a great team. I think just their straight talent, especially on offense, gets them through this game. I don't really think they make a run though. Um I have them in a parlay. I got Minnesota beating the Giants and the Chargers beating the Jaguars in a parlay together. Both those money line gets me plus one eighty four. I put twenty bucks on that too. That's my second bet. I like that. Pretty solid. Let's see. What's the next game? The Sunday night game is Bengals-Ravens, Week 18 rematch. Like I said, Lamar has not practiced yet, uh, so it, it's not confirmed, but it's likely that he misses the game. Yeah. To be honest, too, just like the in the Bills-Dolphins, uh, uh, even if Tua played, I think the Bills are the better team at home. I don't think they lose that playoff game. And same goes for uh, the Bengals. Even if Lamar played, but with him not playing, it could be a blow. It could be a brink of something not even close. I mean, they played last week. They literally played last week, and Bengals called, kind of call off the dogs, but they were up 24-7 at the half. And I think something similar like that could happen again. I think the Ravens with Lamar are a pretty solid team. Like, that could make a run. Yeah. Um, without Lamar, though, no. That's yeah, that's true. They they finished ten and seven, and most of those wins happened with Lamar. Uh, they they're losing a bunch of their games towards the end of the season. Yeah, Ravens are a scary team when they have Lamar, but yeah, without him, eh. yeah, I don't think so. Um, let me see. I have them in. I have the Bengals beating the Ravens parlayed with San Francisco beating Seattle for minus one ninety six, and I put thirty dollars on that. Nice. I have a Sunday parlay. Uh, Vikings, Bengals, and Bills. Money line. Uh, I think the big question there, though, is going to be, can the Vikings beat the Giants? Mm-hmm. Last but not least, arguably, probably, maybe the best game of the entire weekend. Cowboys and Buccaneers on Monday night. Yeah, Lions-Dallas two and a half. So surprisingly, not the closest game in terms of the line. Because um, Jags Chargers was by two. But uh, Cowboys looked horrible last week. Bucks have looked not great most of the season, but Cowboys are loaded both sides of the ball, and the Bucks got Tom Brady. But I really don't know. I think both these teams, well, Dallas's record is pretty good. I think the Bucks have really underplayed this year, and for some reason they cannot run the ball. But I'm going with the Bucks. Brady has never lost to the Cowboys before, and I don't think it starts in the playoffs. And the Cowboys are the Cowboys, so they're losing. I guess that's fair. I mean, the Buccaneers did have a losing record this year. And they really did look particularly good in any game. I, I can't remember a game that they played so well that, like, damn, they're blowing the other team out. Uh, week one, actually, I guess, when they played the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just look at their schedule. It seems like the only game that they wanted by a decent amount was week one against the Cowboys. Every other game has been close or a loss. Uh, and I never want to count on Brady in the playoffs, but this Dallas Cowboys team is a pretty solid team. Like ever since Dak got back and healthy, they've been pretty tough to beat. Uh, 
they weren't bad with him out, but they weren't. Uh, they reached a new level of offense, I guess, with him in. They were winning games because of their defense early on in the season. Now, uh, they put up uh, a couple forties point games and fifty point games, uh, with Dak's return. So their offense has been pretty, pretty fire. Yeah, but their only problem is it's the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's a pretty big problem. No, it is. Yeah, don't want to underlook that. So my bet is I got Tampa money line at plus one twenty five, and that's my last twenty bucks is on there. That's crazy. My last bet is Cowboys minus two and a half for twenty five. We're close. We agreed on every game except this last one. <laughs> uh, this one divides us. I mean, I'm scared for this one. I don't really like betting against Brady, but. This Cowboys team is uh, definitely the better, one of the better Cowboys teams I've seen lately. But yes, as you said, they always choke in the playoffs, and they've never beaten Tom Brady. Oh, and you were saying that I I forgot to mention the pick'em. So we went through and like we kept doing it through week eighteen, and you ended up winning. You won eight, I won six, and then we tied four times. Man, last week you got one game that I you picked right, I picked wrong, and that cost me the week. Oh wow, we could have tied all together. Well, that, yeah, I could have been tied. Yeah, so it was close, but you won it. Congratulations to you. Now, I won last year, you won this year, so we'll see who wins next year. <laughs> Best of three series. That I like to see that. I mean, you kind of dominated last year. It seems last year, what, it was 10, 5, and 3, so I'm glad things got a little closer. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little off year for me. That's okay. We come back better next year. I mean, in general, I think both of us improved our... Oh, wait, actually, you went down for last year. You had a dominant last year. But I was going to say, our overall win percentage, at least mine, uh, improved this year. Your overall pick percentage is higher than mine, actually. <laughs> yeah, but I went down like 3% from last year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And I felt like, I feel like if we did the same thing in college, our pick percentage would be like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, there's not really upsets. Yeah. Or there's either, there's either you don't know what is happening because you don't know the teams, or like the big teams don't really lose. Like, I would never pick, like, Bama or Georgia to lose any game unless it's, like, against each other. If you did that, you would have gotten Georgia's season perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I might have picked them to lose to Ohio State, though. I actually did believe in the Buckeyes. But that's beside the point. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about for the playoffs? Nah, but I'm just excited. I know last year, wildcard weekend started a little slow, but the next three weeks... From division to NFL, like to Super Bowl, every single game was a one-score game. Oh yeah, the divisional round last year was crazy. Well, and the champ and the AFC championships. And oh yeah, all the games that came down to like the last-second field goals or last-second scores. Yeah, the a- the AFC. Uh, I mean, not AFC, the divisional round champ. Every game went down to the last-second field goal, which is insane. That was crazy. Yeah, I remember that now. How is that even possible? It's hard to say, say that would be replicated two years in a row, but I definitely hope to see some close games. I mean, we'll have some... It seems like if what we predict is, like, right, then it looks like we'll have some good matches because you have Bills-Bangles in the second round and potentially Chiefs-Chargers. It's another divisional game. So the NFC... Or the AFC, both of those games, I'm sure, will be good. And then in the NFC, it would be... Well, if the Cowboys get through, they would play... Who, the Niners? Well, who'd be the lower if Niners, yeah. Cowboys, and then, Cowboys, and Eagles, then Vikings, again. Cowboys, or who's high? Cowboys, oh, no, no. Cowboys yeah, the... against the Eagles, or it'd be Eagles Buccaneers, which I think would also be a pretty solid game. Um, and the other one would be what? Uh, Vikings, 49ers. Yeah, or Vikings. Eh, 49ers would probably kick both their team, both those, destroy both those teams. 
Yeah, but you, they don't have a quarterback. So, like... Yeah, something's bound to happen. deep it. in the playoffs for... Brock Purdy can't just keep, like, making magic happen. That's true. That's true. So many screens you can just throw to McCaffrey. Yeah, like, at some point, he's going to get exposed. Yeah. Unless he really is him. Well, that too, but... I, I'm betting more on the side that he gets exposed at some point. <laughs> I'm betting on the side that he's not him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, I have to agree with that. No, but I can definitely <laughs> see the 49ers at least get into the NFC Championship. And then he gets exposed. And then, yeah. By the... Man, Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, though, that'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> that would. Imagine him winning it. Super Bowl MVP. No way. Oh, man. No, the Super Bowl champ has to come out of the AFC. There's no way. In my opinion, the top three teams are in the AFC. Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. Not in that order, but... I had to agree. Yeah. I mean, the divisional round next uh, next week and then the AFC championship game, I expect to be some very, very good games. I hope they are. Yeah, I mean, Burrow and Allen have never played a game against each other, which is insane because they both are dominating the AFC. They just haven't been playing each other. I'm not going to lie, not much of that game happened, but in the first, like, seven minutes of the bills Bengals, it seemed like the the Bengals were pretty solid. Well, now we know what they're going to try and do if we play them, so they showed too much. (laughs) And, to be fair, uh, home field advantage makes a difference, and you guys will get that in the playoffs. That is true. And then, it'll be interesting if the AFC Championship does end up uh, Bills-Chiefs at a neutral site. So Kansas City doesn't get the home field. That would be... Yeah, I forgot about that. That would be insane. Because Arrowhead... I think it's kind of huge. Yeah, Arrowhead makes a difference. But we beat them earlier this year at Arrowhead. Yeah. We play them again next year. Well, it's going to be like four years in a row we They're making them. a rivalry out this. They need to add They need to add in Burrow in the rivalry. Because Loki Burrow's been owning Mahomes. So I just want to see... Yeah, he beat him three times in 2022. That's yeah. crazy. That he played that many times. Yeah. And I wonder what happens to 23. He might not have the chance to play him. Hopefully not. Because that means the Bills would beat him. But you never know. Yeah. They got to make this happen. I don't like, I like underdog stories, but I actually want to see those, those games. Your underdog stories can happen in the NFC probably. Cause it's, I think it's so open. That's fair. But all the divisional teams, I mean, all the wildcard teams, except the Seahawks, I really give them a chance on their games. All right, so with that, we'll be hopefully a great wild card weekend, and then we'll be back next week discussing the divisional round. Um, college football is over now, so maybe we'll start talking basketball a little more. We'll start sinking in NBA. That season's in full swing. Yeah, have some good hoop session. Crazy stuff's been happening in that league. It always is, but this year especially, actually. Yeah, the scoring has been one of the best ever. Donovan Mitchell dropped a 71-piece game, yeah. Luca's been going crazy. There's been a lot of 50-point games, too. Insane, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dodgers dropped a 60-point triple-double mm-hmm. with 20 boards. Yeah, a lot of insane stuff has happened the last three weeks since we've last recorded. Yeah, uh, so I guess we'll, we'll start sneaking in some NBA news, too. Um, But with that, we'll see you guys in the next one.